First Peter 2 now, we're going to continue our series. And uh, we started this series about four or five weeks ago. And uh, we're talking about who we are in Christ Jesus. And uh, the title of the series is just simply, I Am, with a big question mark. And we've been looking at what the Bible says in 1 Peter 2 9 about who we are. Because we've come to this conclusion that we can't be what we are to be, or we can't fulfill why we are until we understand who we are. And so we've been looking at 1 Peter 2 9. Let's read it. And it says this But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This verse at the beginning talks about who we are, and then it begins to talk about what we are to do. You're chosen, you're royal, you're holy. Uh, Most translations don't just say uh, God's own possession, but they actually say God's special people or unique people. And we've talked about these different things. We've talked about chosen, we've talked about royalty, and we talked about being unique. Today we're going to talk about this one word, holy. This is who you are, and then the second part of that, what am I to do? You're to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now turn with me, if you would, over to 2 Timothy, just to the left in your Bible a little ways, or just keep your eyes on the screen, and there it is for you. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 20. It says this, Now in a great house... They are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. If you cleanse yourself from the dishonorable, you will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Now, Ephesians, I'm going to read you one last verse. We're going to pray. We're going to get into it. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, that he might sanctify her, the church, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that God, you would speak to us so clearly. God, that we would walk out of this place both challenged, edified, built up, and encouraged today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Today's message isn't going to be a real long one, and it's not because I was on vacation and I didn't study, okay? Um, actually, been, for two weeks, I meditated on this, and I thought about this, and I read this passage, and, and I was just planning for this weekend. Um, but it's going to be a, not a real long message, but more than that, it's going to be a real simple message. I believe what I'm about to share with you today is, is very simplistic, but if you grasp hold of it, and you apply it to your life, you apply this principle to your life, it will absolutely change you. Not just in one moment, but as you apply it tomorrow, it will change you again and change you again and change you again. And I think, honestly, that's one of the things I love about the Word of God is it's pretty simple, actually. And if I just read it and do it, come on, somebody, life is pretty good, all right? And uh, so today I want to share this principle with you today. And the principle is this, and it's seen right here in Second, uh, excuse me, 1 Peter 2.9. It's this that... God would call me holy. We talked about chosen and what that means. And man, I'm a chosen generation. What does that mean? That means I'm picked out from amongst a larger group of people for a special purpose and privilege. That's pretty cool. Okay. 
We talked about how we're unique and how God created each one of us with intentionality and that we're unique. And because we're unique, that God puts us on the right job and God puts us with the right partner and God puts us in the right city because of the uniqueness of who we are, we can reach that people group. And we talked about that. The week before, we talked about royalty and, and what that means when God calls me royal. He doesn't look down and see royalty and say, oh, you're royal. Remember, God's not the announcer up in heaven announcing things as they happen. But the Bible actually says that God speaks of those things that aren't as though they are. So he could look at any situation in your life. It doesn't matter how bad it looks or how ugly it is. And he could say, you know what? You're royalty. And because he calls you royalty, therefore you become royal. Are you with me this morning? Okay. Well, today I want to talk about holy. What does it mean when God calls me holy? I'm chosen, okay, we talked about that, I'm unique, and okay, awesome, I'm royal. But then he says this, he says, you're a holy nation. I'm holy. It's the last one mentioned, I'm a holy nation. It's the last one before he begins to say, now that you know who you are, this is what you're to do. You're holy. You're holy. This one principle is so powerful that if you grasp it, it'll actually, absolutely revolutionize your mindset. I truly believe this today. Here's the thing, we've talked about holiness before, and holiness is not... Uh, me sinning less, okay? When we talk about being holy or we talk about holiness, a lot of times we think if I can just do less of this, then I'll be holy. If I could stop cussing so much, then I'll be more holy. If I would stop sleeping around, then I would be holy. If I would stop looking at, then I would be. And we think that holiness is a subtraction of something when actually that's not the case. Holiness is the addition of something. Holiness is not me sinning less, all right? I want you to catch this this morning. Because see, if holiness was me sinning less, then before God was holy, he was a sinner. And the only way he became holy is because God got rid of all of his sin. Well, we know that's not true, okay? God is holy, all right? And, and, and he alone is holy. What does it mean then to be holy? If, if holiness is not me doing less of something, what is it to be holy? Holy is this. Holy is anything that's consistent with the nature of God. And what's consistent with the nature of God is holy, all right? So when the Bible calls me holy, if I don't feel holy, then, then, then how can I become holy, okay? It's real simple. How can I become I spend more time with Him because He's holy, all right? I don't try to do some, less of something. It's like this. If, if I wanted to get to know my wife better, I wouldn't start spending less time with people, other people. What are you doing? I'm getting to know my wife better by spending less time with you. Really? Okay, are you with me? No, if I want to get to know my wife better, I spend time with her, not less time with somebody else. Are you with me this morning? The same is true. If I want to be what God calls me, holy, I don't want to just do less of something. I don't want to sin less, although I do want to sin less. I want to spend more time with Him. And as I spend more time with Him, I become more holy, and therefore I end up sinning less. Are you with me? All right? Just because I don't do these things doesn't mean I'm holy. The only way I can make him holy is as he pours his nature inside of me because he is holy. All right? And so we're going to talk about that this morning, holiness. I believe that this, this principle is, is, is so essential. It's so essential that in Leviticus 11.44, a matter of fact, the whole book of Leviticus, if you read it, it's really about one thing. It's about a holy God that wants you to become holy. Okay? But in Leviticus 11.4... 19.2 and 20 verse 7, he repeats himself and he says, hey, I want you to be holy as I, the Lord God, am holy. Okay? 
I want you to be holy because I'm holy. And the only way we can relate, the only way we can exist together is if you become more like me. All right? So now we fast forward to the New Testament, 1 Peter 2, 9, when he says, hey, you're a holy nation. What is he saying? He's saying you're a nation that looks a lot like me. Are you with me? Because anything that's consistent with the nature of God is holy. So in other words, 1 Peter 2, 9, what, what God is saying, he's saying, hey, you are a nation that looks like you're supposed to look. You're a nation that looks just like me. Holy. He's saying, become more like me, not less. So are you catching that this morning? All right? Because honestly, I think, I know, I know growing up, I, I didn't, never really had that concept. And I always thought to myself that if I could do less of this one thing, then I'd be a better Christian. I'd be a better person. I'd be more like God. Okay? When that is not the case at all. Yes, because I become more like God, then I want to do less of these things. Holy. You are a holy nation. A holy nation. Let's look at 2 Timothy 2 to talk about this principle today. 2 Timothy 2, 20 to 21. It's, it's got to be one of the greatest things we grasp. The Bible says this in Hebrews. It says to pursue peace and holiness, without which no one will see God. Pursue peace, great with others, but pursue holiness or pursue looking like God. And if you don't do that, the Bible says that you, you'll, you'll never see God. Okay? How, how important is holiness? I think it's pretty important. Pursue peace pursue holiness, okay? Now you got to understand this, Genesis 1:27. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that he created us in his likeness and in his image, okay? So I'm created in his likeness, his image. What is he? He is holy. I'm created in that image, okay? So we're t- I, I, you got to catch this, okay? We're talking about becoming who we are. I am, okay? We're created, Genesis 127, very first book of the Bible, right at the beginning. In his likeness and his image. This is who I am. I, am, I was created to be holy. I was created to look like God. I was created to bring God's nature here on earth. I was created to spread that nature across the globe. Okay? This is who I am. But what happens is, is now we begin to walk away from that, and then we begin to get a different name. What is sin? Sin is simply the opposite nature. And just because I get the opposite nature out of me doesn't mean I have God's nature yet in me, okay? And so what's happening when he says, when he comes on the scene, he says, hey, you're holy. He's reminding us, wait a second, I'm not, I'm not the way I think I am. I'm not the way I've been living. I, those are, just because I'm doing, that's not who I am. I ought to look like God. I got to become like this. I am holy. I am holy. Holiness is a very important topic for us to look at today. Pursue peace, pursue holiness. Psalm says this, Psalm says this, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. In other words, one that is living holy. Okay, let me read 2 Timothy 2.22 again. Now in a great house, doesn't say in, a, in a, you know, just a, a casual or just an ordinary or whatever, it says a great house, okay? In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. Therefore, now check this out, verse 1. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, 
He will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. It talks about what you are to be, holy, and then what you are to do, set apart for his good and perfect use. Okay? Before we ever get to what we are to do, we have to know who we are. We are holy. So ben, why, why are you stressing that this morning? Because the whole entire topic that we've been discussing is, is really off of this one thing. Too many of us walk around and we wonder about our life and we talk about, and what am I to do with my life? And I want to fulfill my dream and, and I want to become this and I want to do that. And we've talked about this before when we introduce ourselves. Oh, I'm Ben and I'm a pastor. <laughs> Great. So that's what you do, okay? Too many times that's how we, how we get to know people, by, by, what, by what we do rather than who we are. But we have to understand something. We have to find complete fulfillment in who we are before we can become or do what he's calling us to do, okay? Right here in Timothy, it talks about it. Hey, before you can do anything, you've got to be one thing. You've got to be, you've got to be holy. You've got to be clean. You've got to be sanctified. You have got to be holy in a great house. Both kinds of vessels represented here. Okay, and we're going to look at this real quickly. There's honorable ones and dishonorable ones. And only one thing separates them from being used by the master. It's not talent. It's not giftings. It's not outward appearance. It's not ability. Are you with me this morning? It's not because you showed up to church enough times, okay? It's not because, you know, you got rid of enough issues in your life, okay? One thing separates the honorable from the dishonorable, and it's holiness. It's finding a clean vessel that he can use or finding a dirty one that he can't use. 1 Peter 2.9, you are holy, but am I? Am I holy? Am I holy? One thing separates. Here's the thing. Rather than running around trying to, trying to find out what we're to do with our life. Because that's always the question, man. I get more people coming to me saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't know what my dream is. I don't know, I don't know what I should do. I don't know a job. I don't know where to go to school. I don't, I, all of them are do, 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 do. Do, do. Okay. It has nothing to do with just finding out, wait a second, hold on now. Let me discover who I am first, okay? Because we talked about this. You, you, you know who you are. Remember we talked about the saw, okay? If it's a saw, okay, it's design equals its purpose. It's meant to cut things. But you have to know it's a saw before it can cut, okay? If it's a hammer, it's design equals its purpose. It's meant to whack things, all right? Okay? But you identify what it is, and now you know what it's used for. The same is true with you and I. We have to identify who we are. How do we do that? The Word of God. Well, I'm chosen. Awesome. Well, I'm unique. Very cool. I'm royal. I'm holy. I can identify who I am now in Christ Jesus. Now I can know, oh, I'm to proclaim the excellencies of Him who called me out of darkness into His marvelous light. I can't wait to get to the second part of this series. I do. Because, I, 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 because as you look at the church today... There's not a whole lot of believers doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. 
Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but when you look at the average church, you've got to look at it and you've got to ask this question. When's the last time I, I, I shared my faith with somebody? When's the last time I stepped out and, and I was bold enough to say, hey, you need to know Jesus. Or let me introduce you to Jesus. Or when's the last time you stepped out? When's the last time you led somebody to Jesus Christ? When's the last time you actually proclaimed the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light? When's the last? I can't wait to get, I, I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead too much, but I can't wait to get to the I do part. I'll have, the, I'll have his name next week when we talk about it. But there was a criminal, and uh, he was a famous criminal. He was ready to be executed. Before he got executed, the, the priest came to, to say a prayer with him and, and, and share, you know, hey, you know, this is you know, what's going to happen and all this stuff. In the process of sharing this, he said, look, he began to describe heaven and hell. You know, and th- these people go to hell and these people go to heaven. And the criminal looked at the priest and said, you know what? If... I really believed what you're telling me. If I really believed that. Because he asked the priest, he said, do you really believe in heaven and hell? And the, the priest was like, well, yeah. Well, can, you know, what, what, what's hell like? Well, I, I don't know. Well, what's, do you really believe in it? Do you believe you ask these questions? Finally, the priest was like, yeah, okay, I believe people go to heaven. I believe people go to hell. And the criminal said this. The day before his execution, he said, you know what, if I, if I bought into what you're saying, if I really believed that, if I really truly bought in, I would spend the rest of my life crawling across glass if I had to, to tell people about the love of Jesus Christ so they wouldn't go to that miserable place called hell that you're talking about. If I really believed what you're talking about right now. See, we run around and we want to know, well, what am I going to do with my life? And what am I going to do? And what am I going to become? And what am I supposed to... When really we should be asking the question, hold on a second, who am I? Because once I know who I am in Christ Jesus, I understand the authority I have in Christ Jesus. I understand the power I have in Christ Jesus. Are you with me this morning? We need to be running around, not asking what am I to do, but who am I? Who am I? And forget running around, just open up your Bible and read it. Read it, because the Bible tells you who you are. You are holy. What does that mean? It means that you look like God. Well, how do I do that? We're going to talk about that. Okay? One thing separates you. See, there's people, man, they're, they're, they're running, why am I not fulfilling my dream? Why am I not living in my dream? Why am I not able? Why, why do I feel empty? Because, see, you can run around. We're going to talk. You can run around trying to do all these things, making it look like you're going after your dream, but there's only one thing that separates you from being used by God. And that's, are you holy? Or are you not holy? Are you holy? I brought some glasses, obviously, today. Actually, one's a mug. Excuse me. And then this is probably more of a... What's this called? What? Iced tea glass. Okay, well, anyway. brought some glasses to help us illustrate this, okay? The Bible talks about there's vessels of honor and vessels for... There's, there's many different vessels, okay? And I always think about it this way. I always think about a cupboard, okay? And when I go to the cupboard and I need a drink, I grab the glass out and I put water in it. Right? Some of us have the little thing on the refrigerator. Some of us drink tap water. Some of us drink bottled whatever. Bottled sparkling water. You know, whatever. I like my wife. But uh, whatever it is, you go and you grab that glass. Okay? Now, if you go to the cupboard and you grab a glass, um, the last thing you want to see when you grab that glass is this. I know it's a little excessive, but I had to make sure you could see it. Like, yeah, it just came out of the dishwasher. I think we might need to get a new one. Uh, 
having some problems, but I just want to make sure you can see it, all right? I mean, when you go to the cupboard and you're thirsty, man, let's just say you got run, done running, you know, five miles, it's 85 degrees out, and you're sweating, you just want to get a nice cold glass of water, you go up there, and you're so excited about this glass, you reach in, you grab a glass, you grab the water, you're like, oh, nothing irks me more than dirty glasses, even if they have like little, like the spots on them, the dish, well, I, I can't stand it, I'm like, anyway, okay. There's many different vessels. I mean, you have, you have tall, skinny vessels, Okay. You have vessels with love handles. <laughs> it's still lopsided. He's only got one love handle. Anyway, anyway, okay. Um, and then you got vessels that are shaped more like that. Praise Jesus. Okay, okay. But there's many different vessels in the cupboard. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? Okay, okay. Only one thing separates these vessels from being used, and it has nothing to do with their shape has nothing to do with their ability, has nothing to do with their talent, has, has everything to do with what's on the inside of it already. And when I go to the cupboard, man, and I see this one, I don't care about its shape. It could have been in that one. I don't care what, I just want to know, is it, is, it, is it ready for some water? Are you with me this morning? Is it ready to be used? Is it ready to be useful for what it was created for? Man, I'm going for, you know, one of these. At least I think I'm going, but you can't see what's in this one, can you? See, a lot of us live our life like that. We don't, we don't address what's on the inside of us. We just, you know, we, we stop being transparent with God. And we start wrapping ourselves with, you know, I go to Urban Church. I don't know if you can read that far away, but that's what it says. You know, I'm doing all these things. I'm going to community group. I'm hanging out with the right people. I, I even serve once a month at the church, and I'm on the worship team, or I, I work in kids, or I, I, well, I read my Bible the other week, or you know whatever it is, and all of a sudden now you, you wrap your life with all these things, so now no one can see what's really on the inside. And so everybody looks and be like, oh, you're such a good little urban church attender with your one little love handle, you know, okay, whatever it is. And everybody looks and be like, well, well, why aren't they living their dream? I mean, look, they go to church and they're, they're, they're going to community group. And they're, so why aren't they living their dream? Why is God not using them? Because then you look on the inside and you see that it's just, are you with me? See, the Bible says when, when, when God was looking for a new king, when Saul had blown it and he looks for David, he comes up and he chooses David. And, and, but everybody's trying to shove all these, all these you know, People towards Samuel. Hey, anoint this one as king. Nope, that's the wrong one. Hey, anoint this one as king. Nope, that's the wrong one. Okay? And we get all the way down and we come to David. And, and, and the Bible says that, that God does not look on the outside. God looks on the inside. And only one thing separated all those people from not being king to David being king. And it was what was on the inside. But we, we spend so much time on the outside. See, but here's the thing is that God doesn't look this way. God looks this way. And he can see no matter how much you code it, no matter how much you wrap it, no matter how many labels you slap on it, go to this church or go to that church, you know, whatever, God looks this way. And he says, wow, that one. How frustrating is it for God? I mean, here we are. man. How frustrating can it be for God sometimes when he comes to the cupboard and he's ready, man. He's ready to pour out his glory in San Diego. And he comes to the cupboard and he's like, can't use that one. And he's got to go on to the next one. Only one thing 
is separating you from fulfilling the purposes of God in your life. One thing. One thing. But it's so simple. Look at it. It's so simple. All I have to do, okay, so I'm dishonorable. Here I am, I'm dishonorable. What do I have to do? Very simple. Get sanctified. Get cleansed. Get cleaned up so that he can pour his holiness inside and you can be used. I mean, look how simple it is. Now, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, listen to what I, I want to read it again. Therefore, if anyone cleanses him himself, in other words, it's a choice. It's a choice. I simply choose. And listen to me, man. If, if, catch this. If, if all you're trying to do is focus on not sinning, you're going to sin like crazy. <laughs> That's why diets don't work. Because all diets have you thinking about food. <laughs> so all you want to do is eat. Are you with me? I gained like 10 pounds on this vacation because I was sitting 18 hours in a car eating the whole time. And what else do you do when you're sitting there? You know, it's like... That's why it doesn't work for you because you're so focused on, I don't want to sin, I don't want to sin, I don't want to sin. All you do is end up sinning. Okay? I mean, you wrap it, man, and you just, you know... Go to church. Man, how do, I, how do I get to the point where I'm not sinning? Spend more time with God. Spend more time with God. Ephesians 5, verse 26 says that Jesus himself cleanses us with the washing of the water of the word. He cleanses the church. He cleanses us. He's the one that comes and does that, but you have to. Here's the problem. A lot of us, man, we're not open to it. This is open. A lot of us live life like that. Can't get anything inside there. He's coming. He wants to. All you got to do is make the choice to say, okay, I want to get cleansed. I want to be honorable. Flip the cup right side up. Get cleansed. Wow. Psalm 119. Cleanses me with the, Ephesians 5, cleanses me with the washing of the water of the word. Psalm 119. It's your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do, I, how, do I, how do I become holy? Spend time with the one that's holy. Are you with me this morning? When we were driving over all these mountain passes, we killed so many bugs. <laughs> I mean, we, had to, we had to wash our window at every stop because it was just nasty. Okay? And I thought to myself, there is no way... I can keep these bugs from hitting my windshield. It's not going to happen. Okay. We got to her parents' place finally. I was just like, man, I have to wash this car. Because they weren't just on the windshield. They were all up in the grill, you know, and just everywhere, you know. On the way back, sure enough, bugs. We got to take our car to a car wash. You know, bugs everywhere, right? And I was thinking to myself, man, there's no way I can keep from hitting these bugs. All of a sudden, that thought popped back in my head last night as I was trying to sleep. My wife kept waking me up. Hey, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? Did you do that? I'm like, dear God, I'm trying to sleep. Leave me alone. <laughs> Sorry, just letting you into our life a little bit. And this thought popped back in my mind that, man, there's no way I can keep those bugs from hitting the windshield. 
And all of a sudden, God said this to me about bugs. He said, yeah, there is. I said, no way, man. Look at our windshield. He goes, no, yeah, there is. I said, what's that? He said, stop driving where there's bugs. It's a novel concept. A lot of you are thinking, man, I cannot overcome this issue. I cannot overcome this sin. I'll never be able to get through this. How do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop going where it's at? Pretty easy, actually. Make a choice and stop going there. You know? I mean, if you're, you're, you're struggling with alcohol, probably not a good place to go. I'm just going to go hang out with my friends at the bar. That's dumb, you know. Stop going where it's at, and guess what? You won't have all the bugs on your windshield. Okay? But then, how do I become holy? Spending time with the one that's holy. Spending time with God. How do I spend time with God? Well, it's right here. I read the word. I, I spend time talking with him. I, I, I come to church and I learn more about him. I spend time in a community group where I really wrestle with some of the issues that are going on in my life. And I, I learn how I can overcome those issues. And, and I, are you with me this morning? You're a holy nation. I don't feel so holy today. It's okay. It's real simple. Real simple. If, if this is the way you look today, it's okay. Or maybe, maybe you've got it all you know, covered so no one can see. It's real easy. Just choose to go to Him. Get sanctified so you can get set apart, holy, ready for the Master's good and perfect use. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word, God, is so awesome. God, it's so simple. God, the principle today is so simple. God, we just got to do one thing. God, we, we, we got to stop running around asking ourselves, where's my dream and why do I feel empty and why do I feel this? It's real simple. God, we just come to you and say, here I am. I want to be used by you. I, 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 want, I, want, I want to do that. What do I do? Spend time with me, he says. Spend time with me. Spend time with me. Just for a minute, if you would, just, just close your eyes for just a minute. You saw three cups this morning. I want you to think about your life. Which one are you? Because you know this morning. You know when you're wrong. You know when you're living wrong. You know when you're in sin. You know when you haven't spent time with God. It's, it's, that doesn't take rocket science. It's, it's pretty easy. And as you look at your own life, you know if you're this cup with all the junk in it. And it might be overwhelming to you, but it's not overwhelming to God. Because over 2,000 years ago, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. And with that cross came a big scooper that scoops all that junk out of your life. One moment with Him. God, forgive me. God, cleanse me. Is it really that easy? Yeah, it really is. And then stop driving where there's bugs. Maybe you're like this middle one and, and you look pretty on the outside. You even got your church label on there. Got your quota in for the week, the month. Feeling good about yourself because you served. And, but what's on the inside? What's on the inside? What's really taking place on the inside? 
Maybe you're like this last one. Man, you're sitting on the shelf. God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready. Man, keep yourself clean. Keep yourself set apart. Because any moment, God's going to grab you and slap you into something amazing. Something phenomenal. Something mind-blowing. The Bible says that something no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Nor has entered in your heart the very thing that God has in store for you. It's awesome. It's mind-blowing. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for everyone here today. Lord, I pray as we close this morning that, God, we'd all take inventory on our life. God would ask ourselves that question, which one am I? Am I a vessel of honor or am I a vessel of dishonor? And God, wherever we find ourselves at today, we would take the next step so that we could be used by you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the master of a great house. Hallelujah.